Today on the No City on the Sideline Dab Podcast, episode number 5-9. I have a question. Do you like shaving? Can shaving be a great experience? What do you want to learn about more about shaving? Well, it's, uh, my guest today is Douglas Smythe from I, Ra- I Lather Be Sa- Shaving, an epic morning shaving show. Next on the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I want to say thank you for being here. If it's your first time, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I know as a dad, mom, parent, our time is listening, so you take time to listen. It means a lot. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. I'm not an expert. I'm just like you on a journey. I'm trying to figure this stuff one day at a time. I mean, really. Because, you know, it's, it's challenging. Life can be challenging, and, and it can be interesting. Today, my guest, Douglas Smythe from Latherby Shaving YouTube channel. It's kind of like the car talk for shaving. We talk about everything shaving. We talk about everything about how shaving can be interesting, fun, and an experience, and kind of a little bit of the history of shaving. It's a great time talking about shaving. Because this this month is the month of November, when guys do not shave like I didn't shave to bring in what it is to bring awareness to men's health issues. It's a great conversation with Douglas, and I think you will enjoy it. So let's jump right in. Today on the podcast, my guest Douglas Smythe. Tell me a little bit about yourself, because I you I'm, I'm watching YouTube videos and stuff like that, and 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 the shaving part of it. And, and how do you get that mustache, man? That 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 looks like some work. <laughs> It is a lot of work. It's probably about six years in existence here as an owner and slash operator of a mustache. But um, now my name is Douglas Smythe. I'm from phoenixshaving.com, uh, where we do all things traditional wet shaving. I consider myself a wet shaving software slash hardware developer, meaning that I'm a perfumer, an artist and soap maker, as well as a designer of uh, traditional safety razors. So I got that going on. I also co-host the I'd Lather Be Shaving pot, um, well, morning show. And I do have a couple podcasts to... Um, they're kind of – I haven't kept up with them as of late, but that, that would be, as I mentioned before, uh, the Cutting Edge Wet Shaving Podcast and um, the Mustache and Blade Podcast, which was an, is a really old one. But uh, if if you're interested, <laughs> that's them. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was interesting. I was watching some YouTube videos and stuff like that, and I didn't realize how how much of um – a following is how much is into shaving i mean i i, I mean I, I just you know i buy the i mean this is me i mean after this after this episode i probably won't be doing this anymore but <laughs> I, I buy like the traditional like uh, gillette two blade razor and then the the two dollar can of um goo shave. goo yeah goo and <laughs> and i and i try to rush out there without cutting myself yeah so what is what is the art of wet shaving what is the traditional traditional shaving Wow. Yeah. See, the the whole thing is is once you try it for your the first time and really you know achieve the results I'm talking about here or will be talking about, it becomes like a new religion. You want to shout it from the rooftops. No one no one in your life will not hear about how you suddenly got into wet shaving. So what is the difference? Is well, I mean, for the most part, what typically happens is I'll go. Uh, I do a a keynote speaking sometime at different events, and I'll always ask the guys in the audience, you know, how many here think they have sensitive skin? And like nine out of 10 hands go up every time. Most of us think we have sensitive skin and we don't. I'm here to tell you today that we do not have sensitive skin. What is in fact going on is it's cartridge razors. They've been, we've been hurting ourselves with these things for years, uh, since the early seventies, since they were introduced to us, but they're just a horrible way to shave. And the only reason why we ever switched to them was for money. 
Gillette was using, losing its patents on double-edged blades and safety razors, um, so they had to come up with something new. And they came up with patents for these cartridge razors. They were pretty much set for the next 10 to 15 years with patents. They were going to drop year after year. But that's why we started using them. They're the worst thing for your skin. Uh, the, all you need for blades is just one, not four, not five, not two. Because, you know, as the commercials say, you know, they, they cut and lift, then cut, then lift. You're, you're getting such a close shave. The hair's dropping down below the dermis and it's begging to be an ingrown hair. Not to mention the razor burn you're getting to from such a close cut and the bumps. Razor burn and bumps did not exist before cartridge razors. There was nothing out there to treat them with because it didn't exist yet. So, that's just some of the reasons. I know this is resonating with a lot of you. You're thinking about, well, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have to be that way. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> what is, um, it's interesting too, because I mean, I, myself, I learned on my own because, um, you know, my dad didn't show me how to shave. So I learned yeah. up, and then, and I, I watched some of the videos and stuff on, you know, TV, the guys in TV or the commercials, like, man, I want to have a face like his, but it's just a commercial, you know? Oh shave. yeah. But uh, yeah. it's interesting. Um, what is traditional shave? What 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 is it like the safety razor? What what is that? Well, yeah, let's start with that. A safety razor or a straight razor. You can use a straight razor too, and you probably know what that is. A straight razor is like a cutthroat razor. Uh, you see them using in gang fights on uh, you know Rebel Without a Cause and whatnot. But um, a safety razor is well, it can be a three piece. Uh, design or a butterfly action design, which has like these silo doors as you twist the handle that open up to take the double edge blade. Uh, a double edge blade is a lot. You probably seen it, seen them um, in old movies or on you know different shows where people are cutting up cocaine. Uh, they're either using a single edge blade or a double edge blade, and that is the original blade design by Gillette um, from over a hundred years ago now, and that that would fit in the top of the razor and these are metal razors you can actually go on ebay and still pick up some vintage ones or antique ones you'd call them but honestly they look just as good as they did the day they came off the assembly line 75 years ago you know they're basically um something you can hand down to your child or your children they're heirloom pieces when i watching the youtube videos i didn't realize with different kind of razors the one that was fascinating with me i was watching one of the videos and with it was like the one they use in like prisons and like <laughs> where it has a key in on it i mean it's oh Psycho razor. Psycho razor. Yeah, that was a that was interesting. Is, is there different kinds of different safety razors over the years? Oh yeah. History. Oh, that's you know that's how I get away with having all these different shows on shaving is because the history is endless as is the designs. Gillette was not the only company doing safety razors back in the time, though they brought them into. Well, they they had their own brand. The double edge safety razors actually existed probably fifteen to twenty years before, but those were single edge blades. But there's all different types of brands. When Gillette was creating an awareness around this 100 years ago, other brands started up in Europe, in Asia, all over the place. So there's just thousands of different razor models and brands out there still to this day. In fact, when we switched, made the switch in the 70s to cartridge razors, the rest of the world kept shaving with double-edged razors. And that's why it's easy for us to hop back into this because – Luckily, there's still thousands of blades you can get out there. There are people still making them in other countries. We got that going on. <laughs> well, it was interesting. I, I got the received the kit, and I'm like, this is pretty new. I mean, I, I'm from, this from the 70s, and I'm, this is a pretty good shape. So I was, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering where, where you got that from. Oh, yeah. No, the blades are still being made out there. Even Gillette still makes blades. So, I mean, they're kind of competing with themselves, but their blades are being made in other countries now. But, yeah, you can see – and this is another thing, too, to consider. Uh, not only are you going to get a better shave, you're going to save money. Whereas cartridge razors, like four, a four-pack of cartridge razors cost you, what, 20 bucks, 25 bucks. 
Whereas a hundred DE blades will cost you between nine dollars and fifteen dollars. It's pennies, you know. I mean, granted, there are clubs. There's Dollar Shave Club and all these other clubs. But what's the point if it's an inferior product? You're still hurting yourself with it. So I don't care if you're saving money or not. You're not doing your face any justice. They possibly we paying for more of the advertisement for the um the products and stuff like that because they seem really. You're paying for it because they because you you that's what they're charging and you're gonna pay, you're, you need to shave, you know they're. They have no competition until recently. They have the Dollar Shave Club now, so Gillette's lowering their prices. But at the same time, again, it's an inferior, it's an inferior product. Expensive product too. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is for what you get. What's the what's a better shave? Like, what is a good way of getting um a g- good shave with that the the safety razor that we're talking about before when you're what we're talking about. Okay, well, yeah, let's start with that. So, yeah, you have a safety razor. You can pick one of these up on um, eBay. You can antique vintage Gillette safety razor. You can buy a modern one. You can go to my site and pick one up, or there's many of the sites. Just Google safety razor. Uh, you're going to need that. You're going to need a puck of soap and a brush. And right there, like <laughs> – once again, you know, not only is it better for your face because of the exfoliating action of the brush, but it's also better for the environment. You're no longer, you know, throwing away these cans of goo with all types of chemical and whatnot inside of them to the landfills, uh, along with cartridge, plastic cartridges. You're using the soap till it's gone, and then you just get a replacement puck. Um, so right there is a, is a big win for the environment and your face, um, and that's pretty much it. And then a good aftershave. So you need a brush, soap, blades, razor. And an aftershave to seal the deal. Really, at the end. I had a cool question. I know this is an audio podcast, but I, I, I'm just curious. How do you? Because I see, how do you get that soap to get all lathery up like that? Because I, <laughs> and I'm like, I just stuck the thing. I'm like brushing in a little water, and I'm like, this can't be right because I'm not getting the same kind of action you're getting on the video. Right. Okay. That's that's a good question. What you would do is, well, you can use a bowl or your face. You can face lather too. I suggest if you're just starting out with wet shaving is to use a bowl or a mug. And what you do is you load the brush first. You you wet the top of the soap. I, I soak it. I put a little bit of hot water on that for about you know a minute. I dump it off. I wet the brush, or sometimes I soak the brush depending on what the brush is made of. Uh, and then I load the brush by you know using a, a circular motion on top of the soap or a figure eight motion. And then you take the brush and move it over onto your face or to the bowl, and that's where you whip up a lather. Okay, and then you apply it to your face. But did you like usually? Yep. It's going to take practice, though. It's going to take a little bit of practice before you see you can achieve what you see, other, you know, the rest of us doing on in videos and whatnot. But it does come re- re- relatively quick. And I actually uh, certain soaps I just practice with soaps lathering sometimes because every soap has a different sweet spot when it comes to lather. So I'll sit in front of the TV with different <laughs> artisan soaps. I know it sounds crazy, but uh, this is what I do. And uh, yeah, and I, I work on my lathers. And typically, if you're not getting a good lather, you just add more water. It may seem counterintuitive as you're doing it. But trust me, a little bit more water usually solves the problem. It blows the lather right up. How did you – this is an interesting question I'm thinking. How did you get into this? How did you get into this traditional shaving and stuff? Like, how did it become your – it seemed like your passion. <laughs> it is my passion. Um, well, I, it's a funny story. I um, was living in Central America um, probably about eight years ago now. And um, I was at the end of the rainforest living in a hammock. <laughs> that was my home, really. I was sleeping in a hammock. I was there teaching music and, uh, and surfing. And I had this problem where I was getting bit all the time by sand fleas. They'd come out for like an hour every night. And I had to do something about it. They didn't sell stuff down there like Afterbite, like stuff that we have up here. So I had to make my own concoction. I came up with the stuff I called Itch No Moss. 
And it was so popular with like the locals and tourists. Like they were knocking on my tent flap. They couldn't get enough of it. And I said, if I ever come back to the United States, I'm going to sell this stuff down here. I'm going to ship it down to Costa Rica and see how it goes. And I did that. Four years later, I was back in the States, started making Ichno Mas and sending it down here uh, to Costa Rica. And it just took off. I also made another thing called, um, or another product rather called Stinkno Mas. And that was an emergency deodorant slash insect repellent. <laughs> so as you sweat, it was releasing essential oils into the, you know, into the air that would repel uh, mosquitoes. And that actually did better than the uh, Ichno Mas. And so I knew that, and the thing is, shipping back and forth was becoming more costly. You know, it just didn't make sense for me to be doing that. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start focusing on this country and um, put my time and effort into deodorants and then mustache wax. Because as, as you mentioned before, I have a blog called How to Grow a Mustache also, which is kind of defunct these days, but that's pretty much where I began. So I started focusing on mustache wax and that blew up. That was my bread and butter for years. But in the meantime, I was getting, you know, I was into wet shaving and I wanted to do something with that as well. But I really just wanted to come up with a product that would drive people back to my blog. So I called the soap HowToGrowMustache.com. That was on the label. And it was really just, you know, a scheme to get people to come back to the blog. But it turns out that soap just blew up. Everyone loved it because I I did things a little bit differently. Um, It's a long story for this podcast, but it really took off. And that was it. I just, I never looked back and everything was wet shaving after that. What's interesting is, um, do it like I'm, I'm watching one of the episodes of your videos and, um, on YouTube and stuff like that. How big is the, the shaving community? Like, it, it's like you know, you have you have podcasters, you have YouTubers, and you have shavers. How big is the shaving community? It's big. I mean, it's a niche. There's, I mean, as there's a niche for everything else out there now, but uh, it's it's pretty big, and it's been growing. Hopefully, I've been helping it grow for the last six years, but it's been growing bigger and bigger every year. I actually put on. Um, on an event every year called the big shave the big shave west is what it is and it's like a conference or a festival where we have live demos of people making brushes making razors so on and so forth and this is open up to the public and that happens in uh los right outside of los angeles every year this year however i'm moving over to the east coast it's gonna be down in florida but like so it's enough people that are into it that we can have these huge events. Last year, I had probably about 600 people in attendance, and that was our third year. So, I mean, like, people are coming out. Everyone's turning to traditional wet shaving. I see it popping up even in stores. So, I, I know it's growing, and, like, there is an interest in that. I, I'm telling you, once you do it and get into it, you you will feel this passion I'm talking about. It's like green tea ceremony. It's, it's just so meditative. It's like time for yourself, away from the kids, away from everyone else. Like your time in the bathroom, using hot lather on your face. It's just so soothing. And that guys and even women are really embracing this. So it's it's a growing niche. Well, it's after, you know, after you shave, you know, wet shave, you get used to have nice face all and pretty without cutting yourself. And... Um, what is the aftershave? Like aftershave, I've always, you know, seen my grandfather splashing on his face and he always had that smell. How did, how did that come about? What is that? Because, you know, you shave. What, what's the purpose of aftershave? I never really knew that. Well, aftershave is an astringent. It, it comes from, you know, hundred. actually it goes way back. But 150 years ago, we'll go, we'll go back as far as that. And that was pretty much to prevent you from getting an infection and dying, even um, – Walden, uh, Walden, Walden Pond there, uh, Thoreau, his brother actually died of a, a, a cut from straight razor shave. 
So, like, yeah, you want to you'd want to kill the germs with this astringent or antiseptic right after you shave. That's the primary goal of an aftershave. The scent and fragrance is secondary. That really didn't make much. They didn't really care care too much with the scent back in the day. Nowadays, we like to pair it with our shave soaps and our colognes. But back then, it was just it was purely secondary. In fact, a lot of uh, mouthwashes started off as um, aftershaves, like Listerine. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's but that was, that's interesting. I never thought that. Yeah, but even the Romans. I mean, back in the day, they were making aftershaves too, and in their concoctions, they would take spider webs and put that in there. They thought that that would somehow prevent, you know, an infection or whatnot. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting history. I want to write a book on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I remember a, year, a couple of years ago, I went to the barbershop. There's like the local barbershop that had, you know, it's like the men and, and the guys. Like, you want to shave? I'm like, oh, I haven't shaved in three days. Can you give me? And he pulls out that, <laughs> and he pulls out the straight straight edge and and um. That was definitely an experience, let me tell you. But it, what a close shave that is, though. When you get when you get when you actually when you tummy does it right, and then the hot towel on your face after, it's mm-hmm. awesome. But it, oh yeah. But it, it's like, um, if, does every man like because you're shaving and stuff? Every man have a different hair on their face, more like softer or uh, more coarse. Yeah, everyone's hair, facial hair, is completely different. Um, that's why in the shaving world, we always say YMMV, your mileage may vary, because it really does depend on your, your hair type, your skin type, the, the direction or pattern of the grain, how it grows on your face. Like a, against the grain, an against the grain pass for me uh, may be different than an against the grain pass for you, because my, you know, especially my beard underneath my neck, it grows in, a, in wacky directions. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny is... um. Another thing I was thinking about your beer and stuff like that, and um, it's, every year people go November. Did you do something? Did your did you do something for like shaving for November or anything? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a group again. I have a How to Grow a Mustache G Plus group, and it's a forum, and it's it's dedicated to all things wet shaving for the most part. But each year we uh, we create a team. I think we raised about six thousand dollars, a little over six thousand, maybe close to seven thousand this year. But for the last four years, we put together a Movember team. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. We did that in my work, and um, I was—I bought myself um, one of those um, trimmers, and I got a little bit too crazy with the trimmer, so I had to shave. Ah. But in the week, I'm like, this is so much fun, but I have no more hair left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stay away from trimmers. If you're growing your mustache out, don't touch it. Don't, don't trim it. Don't touch it. Yeah, people will typically sh- uh, use those trimmers above their lip, but you don't want to do that. You want to let that grow out. You just want to keep combing, like parting it to the sides because eventually you want the hairs, the tiny hairs up front, you want them to be just as long as the ends of the mustache so you can turn it into like a handlebar. <laughs> so you, yeah, so you got to train it. You got to train it. But it, 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 there's a frustrating period where it's like going in your mouth and whatnot, but that's where the mustache wax comes in. But yeah, don't touch it. Just let it grow. And I'm telling you, you'll be in a better place like three months from now. <laughs> well, what is one tip since you, um, the shaving and stuff like that, what is one tip to get through the itchy stage of the growing the hair in your face? Well, yeah. Um, moisturizer. The, some of the best moisturizer in the world is aloe vera. I, I just would always use that. Just rub it in. But I really, I was never bothered by that. I don't notice that as much as some other guys, I guess. But yeah, moisturizer and just uh, hair conditioner. You know, when you're in the shower, just, you put in the conditioner in there. But you really just want to moisturize the skin. It's um interesting. I never knew that because I was I was always at the point going, and I'm going scratch, 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 scratch. I can't yeah. take it anymore. Then you have the weak lady going, oh, it's so better now. Uh, yeah, because it's the hair growing out, and it's getting the the shaft of the of the follicles getting wider and wider. So it's just your skin needs to be moisturized soft enough so, for that to happen. So that's what's causing the irritation or the agitation there. But again, you just keep it moisturized and soft, and all will be well. And it doesn't last that long. 
Well, there's one thing I'd want to transition to is uh, transition to is um your YouTube YouTube um channel. Huh. I found that so fascinating. Some of the videos on there are kind of cool, and I think that when you do that show with your partner there, and the intro with the um pouring a cup of coffee, and then all of a sudden <laughs> the brush comes down, and I thought that was fascinating. I don't know if you want to talk about that. How'd that come about, anyways? Well, that's yeah. See, uh, my partner that you're speaking of, that's Matt. Pasarsic, and he owns the Razor Emporium um, out of Phoenix, Arizona, where they they um, pre- pretty much fix and repair uh, or tune up classical traditional razors. So they get sent them from all over the world. Even Gillette has borrowed some from his collect from Matt's collection to use in commercials. Uh, he just has a huge collection. He's just he's really just doing some magical stuff when it comes to uh, keeping vintage razors alive. Um, so Matt had his own channel. As did I. I have my own channel, too, with tips and tricks and hacks on wet shaving. And we've been talking for years about doing some type of talk show, maybe. We didn't know how we were going to do it. Uh, he was originally going to be – because he's like the rain man when it comes to uh, Gillette, Gillette history. Whereas I'm – I don't – my collection doesn't really focus on Gillette pieces. It's more about other raises from around the world around, that were happening around the same time. So that's his specialty. So it was important that we both combine forces for this. But we talked about this for a while. And eventually, it kind of just happened. <laughs> but it's a morning show. It's a morning shave show. comes out every Friday morning. We're actually on a little break right now, a season break. But season two, we're going to be working on new episodes, I'll see, in February. So the, we'll be back at it very shortly. But yeah, it's a, it's a morning talk show uh, folk, uh, you know, yeah, focused around razors, history, tricks, challenges. It's highly, I think it's highly entertaining at least, but, um, we wanted it to be like car talk almost where like, whether you're into cars or not, you're probably still going to watch the show or listen to the show. And, um, yeah, so it's something like that. I, I, you know, to your listeners, check it out. Decide for yourself. I'd rather be shaving.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because I'm, um, notice the energy in there and then the production of it. And I even watched the one that you snuck up on your friend there in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's the Psycho episode. Yeah, that was a tribute to Psycho. <laughs> yeah, we have a production team. We have a, a, a team uh, helping us do that. That's definitely not just Matt and I. <laughs> We're too ham-handed for that. What is um? What kind of reach have you gotten? How was there any? How was the response for that? I mean, the response from it. Uh, response has been really good. I mean, we've done some live stuff on the road too, um, but it's relatively still a new show. It's probably a year old now, so we're still growing organically. But we're doing pretty good for the niche. We, we're doing really well. But again, we're focusing more on people outside of the niche. Granted, there's a lot of information there for people within the niche. But we're really trying to capture the audience outside of the wet shaving world, like the cartridge razor shavers. I, I think those are the people that will benefit the most just learning about this. And I think if, if we get them interested, they're just going to lock on. Because again, once, once you try it, you're, you're hooked. And it just becomes so fa- – it's such a fascinating world. Once you get into it, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess um, another thing I talk about is um, your products. What kind of? What's your website? And what's the products you have? Uh, PhoenixShaving.com is my store, um, and I do everything. I mean, I artisan shave soaps. My me and my partner Francis create. Um, Two line, two formulations. Actually, we're working on just one, combining, uh, just making one formula right now. But um, we do shaving soaps, aftershaves, and my aftershaves are a little different than other aftershaves. I do aftershave slash colognes, so it has all the skin food of an aftershave, but the staying power of like Barry White. So <laughs> yeah, so you don't need cologne. Uh, we do bombs, uh, aftershave jellies. Aftershave jelly is a relatively new thing for me. That's like if aftershave and an aftershave bomb had a baby, it would be aftershave jelly. 
which is a it's alcohol based. So it it has the same evaporative like cooling almost effect or dry down as a traditional aftershave. Um, and again, we do razors too, different razor designs. We do kits. Um, we just we have over a hundred SKUs. <laughs> so, it's not like a lot but, of like a lot of your products. I was checking out your website and stuff like that, and then a lot of the stuff have really cool like um, labels for like covers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, is that, that's me. Is that who you does you design those yourself or? Yeah, I'm a graphic designer also. Um, so that's what I do. Well, a lot of stuff. It's, it's interesting. What I try to do with my labels. See, we're more than just shaving here. I try to treat everything like a Beatles album cover <laughs> where there's like anagrams in there. There's a story being told. If you go to the sales page, I typically write a novella about what's going on, like a whole story around it. Um, I send, you know, I advertise with clues. Um, so I, one time I released a phone number that people would call and get this, this like secret message that they had to decode. But it's, and I did trilogies as well. I've done a couple different trilogies. Uh, one trilogy was a Roswell trilogy, and I actually went to Roswell, New Mexico, to release the final, the third uh, installment of the of the soap and aftershave trilogy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we get really into. I have a dry erase board where I kind of plot and plan what story we're telling now. We get really into like you know just strange stuff, um, almost ancient alien type conspiracy type stuff. It's really it's highly entertaining. <laughs> well, I, I really do appreciate you. Like I said. Your energy and your and your enthusiasm for shaving and your YouTube and your YouTube video, it's very entertaining to watch. I was um I was I actually watched that down this evening and yesterday afternoon to watch some of your episodes and you guys both have a lot of energy in there. It's really cool. Uh, and um, <laughs> yeah. I do I do like your products. I think they're awesome covers and stuff like that. And um, if anybody like also if anyone wants to get in touch with you, like go to your website and if you want to contact you, do you have an email link or anything like that? Uh, yeah, they can contact me at uh, support or Douglas at phoenixshaving.com um, or support at phoenixshaving.com. But if you just go to phoenixshaving.com, uh, there's a contact form there too. All the links we talked about today will be in the show notes um, and anything, you know, all the stuff we talked about. Douglas, I want to say thank you very much for being on the podcast today and I, I really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. It's great to be here. Well, that's all I have for this episode. I want to thank Douglas for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about Douglas over at phoenixartisaningaccrewment.com or I'd rather be shaving an epic morning shave show on YouTube. You can find all the show notes and links over at notesittingonthesideline.com slash five nine. Hey, if I have a second, hey, if you have a second, please comment on the podcast. All comments help improve the podcast. Hey, please do comment or if you have a question or just want to reach out and say hello. Hello. You can head over to, um, also, if you have a second, head over to Apple Podcasts or leave a review or your podcast catcher of choice you can find my contact information at no sitting on the sideline.com slash contact if you have a minute we have a t public store for the show and you can find all kind of cool shirts and stuff for christmas and also it helps support the show head over to no sitting on the sideline.com slash t public well if you're still here i really want to say thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you for all the year i really do appreciate it. I'm, I'm really grateful and i really mean it well thank you again for listening until next time take care god bless see ya thank you for listening to the podcast please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips this has been a production of foley 42 media